everybody to Halo Lorecast this week. Before we get started with our regularly scheduled program, uh, just a reminder that we are a part of the Padawans Network. It's uh, predominantly a Star Wars uh, podcast network with uh, multitudes of different Star Wars podcasts on there. And this is the kind of first outlier podcast that's on the network. So um, the 30 plus people who are supporting us right now, we really appreciate it. You can follow the Padawans Network at P-O-D-A-W-A-N. I believe I spelled that correct correctly. And then you can follow us on Twitter at Halo Lorecast. So today I'm really actually going to share my thoughts on the Halo Infinite uh, oops, I'm bumping my table here. Uh, third flight. Now, was the flight a success? Now, in hindsight, playing the Vanguard uh, beta and playing the Battlefield 2042 beta because that was this most recent weekend and I wanted to wait until after the fact to kind of measure it out, I can say without a doubt that Halo Infinite is by far in the best condition out of all three betas. And honestly, if it doesn't take uh, the FPS genre by storm, in the final quarter of this year, I'm going to be utterly surprised because Vanguard did not play well. And Battlefield 2042, I think, um, bugs aside, which the devs said they fixed the majority of the bugs, um, I think the base game doesn't work. But this is a Halo podcast, not a Battlefield podcast. So how did the third flight work out for Halo Infinite. Well, this was the introduction to Big Team Battle on the map fragmentation. And I'll be honest, I didn't play Big Team Battle that much because uh, I'm not a BTB guy. I'm usually an arena 4v4 type guy. And I was getting my ass handed to me the majority of the weekend. And then I switched the Big Team Battle because, ooh, man, these lobbies are sweaty. Also, I got to, uh, benefit of hindsight, play this on a 30... Um, Hertz, well, it was more like a 24 Hertz TV, uh, low end TV with an Xbox Series X, and I have to report that it did not run the best. I was actually putting up a controller stand in my wall, and I drilled into the wall, and I shorted an electrical wire that cut out all the electricity to my game room. So currently, I've been running an extension cord from the kitchen to my game room in order to play my Xbox Series X on my higher end TV. But on the lower end TV, there was a lot of input lag. And I mean a lot of input lag. It made the game unplayable or the flight unplayable. Um, the response time was horrid. And uh, I was playing on like a third series TCL. And um, I had to put it on 720p just to mitigate most of it. And it was still a problem. So that's when I went out to the store and I bought an extension cord just to play it on um, my higher end TV that gets uh, 120 hertz at 1440p. It doesn't get 4K, unfortunately. But at uh, 24 hertz, it did not play very well. And some of that input lag, uh, I think, was just the flight in general because it happened on my higher end TV the weekend before. So um, not a problem I noted with significance because it didn't happen enough. But unfortunately, with the uh, lower end TCL, it happened quite a bit. So I just thought I'd note that if you are sporting a lower end TV, um, with the, with the uh, Series S, I assume that it runs perfect because it's built for that. And um, the Series S that we also have, because we have both, has 
been phenomenal. So, yeah, with the weapons, I don't think they've really touched the weapons as much. But when it came to the uh, flight this time around, I didn't have much problems with the AR, with uh, the um, the commando. Man, the commando's so nice, too. And also, shout out, I think this game, something I didn't know is it had a field of view slider, and I'm a noob. So I adjusted my field of view slider to anywhere between 100 to 120. I tried a bunch out. Went on before. I think the default was like 60. I'm not sure. But once I did that, then this game became a whole new experience, and I started enjoying it far more. So the AR and the pistol were doing me absolute wonders with the field of view the way that it was. But last weekend when I just had it on default for some reason, I was having issues with the AR and the pistol. So I do not know if they made some slight adjustments to them or not. Um, regardless, I just wanted to note that it felt better with a higher field of view than anything else. Also with uh, the, the movement on controller, it feels a bit sluggish. Um, it, many people have noted that this the flight kind of played like um, crap on a controller but when I turned the field of view up it kind of got rid of that sensation for me so maybe it's a perspective thing maybe the game was built for for a higher FOV I'm not necessarily sure but I thought I'd note that as well so nothing's really changed in my opinion outside the weapons and the 4v4 maps that we did play the biggest addition was BTB. How was BTB? It was fucking awesome. I, I mean, I just got to get that out of the way because, man, I was playing 4v4 and it was getting sweaty and it was getting nasty. And I was holding my own decently. And then I just got tired of getting slayed. And then once I went over to Big Team Battle, man, oh, I made Big Team Battle a little bit sweatier. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I guess that's my fault, but... Um, it was so smooth. The map's so wide open and something that's so great. I think my very, very first game was Capture the Flag. And something noticeable about Capture the Flag is once you score, the position of the flag changes to keep the gameplay loop going as smooth as possible. And then on top of that, you have these loot caves that you can vie for a position uh, for. And I never got into it with uh, another team over a certain loot cave. But I will say they're completely underrated and uh, hopefully there's another flight. If there is another flight, I'd recommend you go to the Loot Cave because it gives you um, an automatic um, upper hand against your opponent who might be skimmering around the edges or sitting back with the sniper or just going straight in with the vehicle. I mean, I highly recommend it, especially if there's a skewer in there because a skewer will one shot any uh, vehicle. Um so when it comes to big team battle, how are the vehicles? Well, all of them play good on a big map. Do they feel good? Not necessarily. The uh, I never got a hold of the Banshee, <laughs> unfortunately. I also never got a hold of the Scorpion, uh, nor did I ever see it drop. So I think that's one of the rare occurrences, rare occurrence vehicles that are just not going to show up uh, when you ask it to. Um, the Ghost, I feel like is very, very sluggish. It's very hard to turn and navigate with it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, of course, I'm a noob, but that's the way I feel about it. The Jeep, uh, the little four-wheeler Jeep, and uh, the Warthog feel freaking great in this game. I mean it like they feel so smooth, and I just played um, 
big team battle on MCC for every single game that had big team battle because I wanted to see the 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 experience and differentiate it. And plus, I miss Halo Infinite so much. And the Warthog for Halo Infinite feels so much better than any other Warthog. I mean, I for me personally, like I uh, a lot of the other ones, I think in three, I think in Combat Evolved, they're a bit sluggish, but not in Halo Infinite. Also. With when it comes to big team battle in the MCC and Halo Infinite, I was um, thoroughly blown away by how good Halo Infinite's big team battle experience was compared to the other Halo games. I think this is going to be the best big team battle, and not only the best big team battle, I think this is going to have the best multiplayer from what we've seen, hands down. Like, I, I mean, I really can't because... I played every single Halo's multiplayer. I even jumped back into 5 because the movement's so fluid. And let me tell you, I couldn't play 5. 5 is not as fluid as Infinite. It's not. I, I mean, I, it's just absolutely not. I tried to play Battlefront 2. I could not. Uh, Apex Legends, I know for a lot of people, that game is the smoothest FPS for them. I think Halo Infinite's better. So third weekend, this third flight was extremely successful. And uh, I, I literally have no nitpicks what whatsoever. The the flight was perfect, and uh, it was uh, so perfect it almost made me want to buy this uh, Master Chief versus Eshram um, <laughs> statue, but it's like 500 bucks. So, I mean, I guess fuck that. I'm never doing that. But before we skedaddle today, there was a couple things I wanted to address. Um, for funsy's sake, and one um, kind of serious, uh, not really serious, so we're never serious here, is uh, Rockstar is putting out a promotion for Halo Infinite. There is five different Rockstar energy drinks you can get in order to unlock uh, cosmetics in Halo Infinite. I think the AR skin and the double XP alone and the refresh for challenges alone are good enough to spend you know two dollars every so often if you find some um, the cool thing is is you don't need to buy all five of them to unlock these challenges if you see 10 month or 10 rock stars and they all have master chief on them buy them and then you've basically unlocked all the double xp all the swaps um, and all the cosmetics that come with the uh, Rockstar Halo Infinite bundle. So I would just do that. Also, you get entered into like an Xbox Series X Halo Infinite bundle and a Jeep. It's ridiculous, but uh, I would recommend doing that. I would look. I would uh, go on Google and look up the skins because I'm telling you that one for the AR looks looks pretty damn sexy. So on another note, on October 4th, after the Halo Infinite flight ended, Kotaku put out. A tiny article that said Halo Infinite test flight was buggy, frequently hilarious mess. And, you know, hindsight being 2020, they're actually profits because that was the Battlefield 2042 beta. In all honesty, if you see an article like that, that's not necessarily true or true in any capacity. If anything, it would give you a notification saying the servers were down, you had to exit, you had to hop back on. You know, it's the same with the. Um, the MCC bug that's currently going on and will soon be patched where you can't see your season points or you can't use your season points because it's grayed out. It's no different. So with that being said, uh, let me know what y'all want to do 
as the um, throwaway episode in between lore cast episodes. Um, for the 30 or 40 who are listening to us right now and who enjoyed the uh, Krypton Part 1 episode, we really appreciate it. We love the book so far and we're we love where it's going to go. I've already read it. Tom has not read it. So so go uh, on Twitter and go at Halo Lorecast and follow us on Twitter and let us know what you think we should do. Should we keep you up with the news? Should we just talk about bullshit? You let me know. Actually, it's just going to be me. So if you don't like my voice, I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, until next time.